0: my
1: Five minutes after six a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Friday, Erev Shabbos. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. <laughs>
2: he quand more your thing I'll stick to singing but through the ups and downs our friendship is renowned we act as we know they take my head together we will get through cause I know that you're there for me and I'm always there for you the ups khaini ko baishishrua vaisis rua Tomo com mira balaye Bij the We are ready to continue, right? Until today, he was with him and now he's with
3: me but this is the to
2: Believe. Abotrim baShem lo lo Bye.
4: is calm and You can see I'm a Zidish I live on 16th and 53rd Could there be a better place to live in the whole world But my life different than it was before. Because a new neighbor just moved in next door. He looks and sounds different. I think So I'll ignore him and he'll ignore me. I look forward to shelters to come grace my home and the spirit of condition free of all I love, me this to chant with my son and this old tune from out we with sing. I'm I'm going to be a little girl, and 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 I'm going to be i i Abrain, Abas, der da, der da, der da, da,
5: I'll be happy there But my next door neighbor Seems strange in my eyes He wears a forehead When it's hot, seen outside He looks and sounds different So I'll ignore him And he'll ignore me I look forward to Shabbat to come grace my home and the spirit of Kedusha it brings. Most of all, I love Zemiro to chant with my son and this old tune from Kushta we sing. Ashenata <laughs> De ma się nu fidon
4: It sounds like a niggin I've heard somewhere before.
2: Abba, shamata, hashira
5: mimul. Why, why? It's our zemer from Istanbul.
4: We now are good friends, which I guess is no Hiddish. And you should hear how, after Dracham and Kiddish Our wives are now soulmates, the
5: kids love to play. And Kalman now eats
4: one big bowl of goose every day. We look forward to Shabbos, to come case our home, and the spirit of Kedishetri. Most of all, we love Sibirot to chant with our son. And this old tune from... Kalman,
5: es mach nit ois.
4: This old old tune from somewhere somewhere, we
5: see. (laughs) I'm <laughs> not
1: JM in the AM. Remember that tune? It's a good one. Those of you who don't know it, get to know it. Uh, it's uh, Journeys with Svashkinaz. <laughs> off of Journeys volume number four. Avi Peretz had the Harim Saviv off of Kamo Aish. Oddbali die was uh, Yaakov Shweki Live in Israel volume number two. David Perlman's Haver Shali, that's brand new. Just got it last night. Regesh Modani opening things up and we say good morning. Did I forget did I forget one of the songs? Oh, and Yisrael Werdiger was in there. Uh, After the David Perlman song, you had Yisrael Werdiger in there with the Achenu selection. I did forget something. Oh, boy. And I think that rounds out the uh, early morning musical presentation here at JM in the AM. Good morning. It's a Friday on this July 12th, the 9th of Tammuz. A week from Sunday, our three-weeks format begins. But, boy, do we have a lot before that. Oh, do we have a lot before that. It's Shabbos Parshas Chukas, at least outside of Israel, it's Chukas. lighting here in the New York area is at 8.07. A lot of synagogues begin early. Make sure you know when things start where you are. Sunday is yet another visiting day. I mentioned it because, I mean, a lot of Sundays are visiting day during the summer, but Camp Masora's got visiting day this Sunday. So looking forward to seeing everybody up there in the Guilford, New York. 72 degrees outside, partly cloudy, high 88, clear tonight, low 70, sunshine tomorrow, sunshine Sunday, temperatures in the low 90s. 87 right now in Yerushalayim, we're at 67 in Guilford, New York. I mentioned our friends at Camp Misora, and here in New York City, 72 degrees. As we say good morning on a Friday, of Shabbos here at JM and the a.m. Yesterday was a great day. Met a lot of wonderful people, had fantastic guests, thanks to Joel Baruch and his staff at Gotta Get a Bagel in um, Woodmere, New York. Thank you to Rashid and his staff, and to Rabbi Schneier and Rabbi Bronstein, and all of our guests at the Hamptons um, uh, uh, Beach Bakery and Grand Cafe yesterday for the live lunch. It was really a nice show. So a big thank you again to uh, to everybody who played a part in making it a very very special uh, Thursday. Uh, today we're here in our studio in New York City. Malcolm is scheduled to join us, executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. Just over an hour from now, or by of course, we'll discuss Parshas Chukas. They may be reading Balak in Israel, but we're going to discuss Chukas, because that's what we're reading in the diaspora. How do you like that policy? Um, (laughs) Then our uh, our on-the-road habit, (laughs) which is becoming quite a habit, uh, continues after Monday's JM in the AM. Monday we're here at JM in the AM between 6 and 9 a.m. in our main studio. And then right afterwards we head to Israel. And Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday uh, from the Inbal, from Yom NCSY, from Michlele and, and, uh, and NCSY Kolel. Uh, hopefully from Avomo D. And we're trying to finalize plans for that show. Uh, that's the plan. Uh, to be in Israel and to broadcast four consecutive JM and the AMs and whatever else we could fit in between Tuesday and Friday of next week before our three weeks format begins. So hopefully that will work out. And yeah. Uh, And um, I'm sure that, uh, as we always do, we will help bridge the gap between Israel and the diaspora, which is such an important element of what we do here at the Nachum Siegel Network. And I anticipate great response from our wonderful listeners. It it seems whenever we travel to Israel, people just are are thrilled with what we present from there. And I think this time around, there'll be so much energy, so much incredible good feeling uh, that it will uh, inspire and invigorate a lot of people in our wonderful audience. JM in the AM. Plenty more coming up between now and 9 o'clock. Keep it here as we continue on a Friday morning Erev Shabbos at JM in the AM.
0: Aleichem
2: <laughs>
6: Shabbos, so lecho, ay ay ay. As is up with the ay ay ay. Vicoroso, lashabas, o yin, o yin, o shabbos. Into lecho, ay ay ay. As is up with ay ay ay. The corrupt la I shall ne go Ay ay ay. Ases of por te convinco <imitation> de ay ay ay. Victoroso, la samba soy inne, o inne, o inne que sabe. ay ay ay. As rap por te convinco ay ay ay. Victoroso, la o inne, o
7: Chaves, decorous, and
2: Mota, mhm, velo chaves le come chaves le come chaves
8: le come chaves
2: ha I'm a god I'm a a god of shame, i
9: Che che vi
2: mi
1: Jam in the A M Cole, or Amikadushe, rather, from Yehuda Green. Good song. We played that a lot. Great Shabbos selection. Etan Frailox Yavo Shalom. Oneg Shabbos, brand new from Uri Davidi. Uh, Journeys, of course, had Shvashkinaz in there, as we mentioned earlier. Did we do anything else? Why do I keep thinking? Why do I keep thinking I'm missing songs? Oh yeah, we are missing songs because we did the Shabbos medley. Oh gosh, um, we did the Shabbos medley from a David Dax before the uh, Uri Davidi selection. So, yeah. I thought I skipped something on the list, and I did skip something on the list. JM and the AM coming up on 7 o'clock at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard and listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at and then the NachumSingle Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Golly, it's all in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. Um, Malcolm Homeline about 40 minutes from now, he's executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, about 40 minutes from now, weekly update. Rabbi Yudin at about 8.15, Parshas Chukas, since we read Chukas outside of Israel this week. Visiting day is Sunday up at Camp Masora. a big Masora, Hello to everybody up there in Guilford, New York. If you're a Masora parent or visitor, make sure to come over and say hi on Sunday. Um, what else do I want to tell everybody? Monday, right after J.M.N.M., we leave for Israel. We broadcast from Israel Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Yom N.C.S.Y. and plenty more. Galetzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next to (laughs) J.M.N.M.
10: חבר הכנסת אליה וידר מישראל ביתנו תקף הבוקר בחריפות את ראש הממשלה ורעייתו וטען לשר נתניהו יש עוצמה גדולה יותר מכל ראשי הממשלה שכיהנו כאן בעשר השנים האחרונות. היא עמדה בפני הלכים משפטיים עם עורך דין אחד והורידה את הפרקליטות על הברכיים. באירוע שישית הרבות התייחס אבידר גם לראש הממשלה וטען. בניגוד לרעייתו נתניהו שכר את כל השקת עורכי הדין והביא אותנו לשתי מערכות בחיר תרגילים נחלוליים. מהליכוד נמסר בתגובה על הדברים, ליברמן שולח את אנשיו להשתלח בפרעות ברעיית ראש הממשלה. ככה זה כשאין שום דבר להציע, חוץ ממילים רעיקות ואפס מעשים, משתוללים ומקללים, ליברמן צריך להתבייש. הפרקליטות הגישה לבית המשפט השלום בפתח תקווה כתב אישום נגד תושב לוד מורה בבית ספר יסודי בפתח תקווה בגין מעשים מגונים בילדים מתחת לגיל 14. הפרקליטות ביקשה לעצור אותו עתו מהליכים. כתבנו דורון קדוש שחשף את הפרטים לראשונה בגלי צהל מוסר של פי כתב האישום נהג המורה בין היתר לנעול את דלת הכיתה ולשחק עם התלמידים משחק לשם גירוי עושי פוק מיני. צייר נפצע קשה שניים נוספים בעינוני בתאונת דרכים בכביש שבע סמוך למחלף סורק. כתבנו מאיר מרציאנו מוסר שצוות מגן דוד אדום מפנה את האבצועים לבית החולים קפלן ברחובות. נשיא ארצות הברית דונלד טראמפ הכריז על מצב חירום בלויזיאנה בעקבות ההוריקן ברי שצפוי להקות בחופי המדינה. כך נמסר מהבית הלבן. ההכרזה על מצב חירום מאפשרת לממשל בוושינגטון להשתמש בחסף ובמשאבים מדיניים בהתמודדות עם השערה ותוצאותיה. כתבתנו עמית חדד מוסרת שבמרכז ההוריקן האמריקני מעריכים כי עוצמת ארוחות בסופה, תעמות בשיאה, על כשמונים וחמישה כמש. למעלה מאלף אוהדי ביתר ירושלים הגיעו הבוקר לאימון הקבוצה ועודדו את השחקן אלי מוחמד לאחר שבאימון פתיחת ההונה לפני כיומיים כי צולמו עשרות מהם צועקים מוחמד מת. עורכת שוטה ספורטי דן קוולר מציין כי בעלי הקבוצה משה חוגג הגיב על מפגן התמיכה שאורגן על ידי אוהדים אחרים וטען זאת תשובה מוחצת לגזענות, הרוב הדומם יודע גם לשעוג. ומזג האוויר ירד קלה בטמפרטורות, אך נשאר חם הרגיל בעונה. מחר דומה, אלה החדשות.
11: Don't go now.
2: I should.
1: Jam in the A.M. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos. Ohad with Shuva. You heard Tovim Me'orot. That was Sholi. Yaakov Shweki Ivdu done by Shloymi Kaufman. Mordechai ben David and Va'ani. Be'chazdachah. It's Friday morning, Erev Shabbos. Parsha Shukas outside of Israel. 8.07, your candle lighting in New York. Visiting day on Sunday. Hello to everybody up at Camp Messora. Hope you're having an amazing Erev Shabbos. Big hello to everybody out there. Or up there, I should say. Uh, we leave for Israel Monday right after J.M. and the A.M. So I'll have last-minute details for you on Monday morning, but essentially Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We are broadcasting from uh, from Israel. Uh, if you go to the Nahum Siegel Network page on Facebook, you can see the entire schedule. We uh, released the flyer a couple of days back. So you see the entire schedule there. Um... Trying to think where else. Oh, and then, right, Monday we'll give you the final details on that. Uh, schedule is out. Don't forget the Instagram Instagram stories. Uh, Yoni's in charge of that. He'll be doing that for the entire week, so make sure to go to Instagram and follow Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, that would be a good idea as well. Malcolm Homeline about 15 minutes from now. It's all coming up if you keep it here at JM in the AM. Malcolm Homeline about 15 minutes from now here at JM in the AM. This is a brand new one. Just got it overnight from David Perlman.
2: Just take The... Ball's more your thing I'll stick to singing But through the ups and downs Our friendship is renowned We act as we know Be not I'm Take my head Together We will get through Cause I know that you're There for me And I'm always there For you The ups Kinu low Gadol and Haolam Yutza
6: Kaman is Rega me yuja, the finu abraja, shé, no male ke lejá,
7: shé, shé.
6: Yes, it has money, my fear. Regail shall not have to be Simcha. the
2: sous This is my day of resting from the pressure of my life, spending precious time with my family.
1: J.M. and the A.M. Shira Khadasha Boys Choir with Keladon. Yerach before that with Vishamru. You heard Uri Davidi in there, brand new with Great uh Great visit from Uri Davidi this week here at J.M. and the A.M. Check it out on Facebook, facebook.com slash single Network. You heard David Perlman in there, brand new with a song called Haver Shali. We literally got that overnight. And uh, glad we were able to... Um, Get that on the air this morning here at J M the AM. candle lighting at eight oh seven here in New York Erev Shabbos Parshas Chukas outside of Israel. We're still not lined up. That's right. I still have another couple of weeks to put together my uh, my lecture regarding why on earth are we not lined up with the uh, Parshios in Israel. I want to thank our friends at jewishworldreview.com, jewishworldreview.com. Check out thousands of articles before Shabbos at the website that you could print out and enjoy, even on a long Shabbat afternoon. How do you like that? jewishworldreview.com has a uh, comprehensive collection of news and opinion articles that you will find fascinating. Check them out today and enjoy. By the way, schedule regarding the weekly update next week. Obviously, we're in Israel. Friday's show will officially be from uh from NCSY Colel, and uh, Michlelet, with our friends at the uh, OU summer so our next uh, scheduled weekly update assuming all is uh all is right with um both our schedule and uh Malcolm's schedule will be on the 26th of July 2 weeks from today. Uh Malcolm Holline is executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations joins us Friday mornings for the weekly update, Mr. Holmline. Welcome back to J.M. and the A.M.
12: I'm Boca Tove too. Remember
1: the days when summer meant hardly any news, hardly any activity out there in the world of government, politics, and countries. It's so different these days, isn't it?
12: Yes, actually, I was uh, talking to somebody yesterday and made the same point that the uh, you know people used to go away, people were not functioning you know for two months I actually started the practice of having more meetings during the summer because there was no competition nobody else was working so I used to (laughs) double down on the meetings in the summer because people would come uh, whereas during the rest of the year they were always heavily competed now there's no break it just unfortunately the world events and the pressure of events is mounting during the summer.
1: There's also no break regarding the chutzpah of the Iranian government and their representatives, because now not only are they uh, are they found to violate agreements, but they're essentially uh, agreeing with everybody that they have violated agreements, admitting so. Would you say that's an accurate assessment?
12: They're asserting so. Right. That, that they're not just responding to charges, but they are going on an aggressive campaign. It's part of their effort to put pressure and to counter the pressure of the United States' um, uh, sanctions regime, which obviously is hurting, although they, they we seem to have backed off of the expected sanctions against Zarif and, and other leaders. Uh, that did not happen, maybe just temporarily delayed or, or whatever, but um, what we've seen is the, the, the United States is now trying to form an international naval force in the Gulf and trying to get others to to come into it. And, and the attack on the British ship, which seems to be pretty evident uh, that it was true, even though the Iranians deny it, the British obviously um, uh, confirm it, and they try to take uh, a ship into custody. This is retaliation for the seizing by the British of a ship off the coast of Gibraltar, bringing oil from... Iran to Syria um, but they th- they put out statements very aggressive about a meeting the United States convened yesterday uh, of the International Atomic Energy Agency and saying America was was isolated when in fact we believe that the Brit- the Europeans for once really came down tough on them um, and they said that they're going to continue to reduce their commitments the Iranians uh as long as the policies uh, and and the efforts of the Europeans for instance uh, are failing to 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 bypass the sanctions they promised to set up uh, an alternative to swift a money a financial routing uh, apparatus called instex but in fact it, it isn't uh, it's not working so they're saying that giving 60 days to primarily Europeans to deliver, or they will break altogether. It's it is um, a, a steady pattern. So people should watch it, look at what uh, what uh, they're doing uh, and saying because it 's matched by uh, actions, we know that they are continuing to build their terror network in Africa at the same time, cutting back on some of the expenditures they closed thirty offices for recruitment in Afghanistan and Syria, uh, all of which is reflective of the um, the the financial pressures that they that they are under, and they um, you know they have made a farce out of the whole question of. Uh, the restrictions of JCPOA and for one thing and something I pointed out before uh, that others noted now that the uh, it's evidence that they never dismantled the original infrastructure that they right. were supposed to under the JCPOA and that they are now threatening to put in the more advanced um, centrifuges the IR 1, uh, 2, and 3 because uh, uh, that will bring them to 20 percent faster uh, which is level of enrichment and after that is the breakout to 90% which is weapons grade so they're not there now but they are threatening it and the the activities and the uh, failure to really uh, of, of so many of the european countries to really stand up to them european companies though are and are not doing business with them
1: and so a normal um you know trustworthy agreement might have a dialogue like you know, we'll continue to abide by the agreement, but guys, meaning you Europeans, please provide what you promised us you would provide. Iran handles it exactly in an opposite fashion, that we will continue to violate the agreement until you decide to, to come through with what you promised us.
12: That's right, and they uh, there is a concern that um, what we're talking about is a revised JCPOA. And I know for Israelis, for others, this is a matter of great concern because the, the feeling is that you have to have a zero policy, which the White House did say l- last week, that they should have zero enrichment. That's not going to happen. But um, But the fear is that we're going to go back to some sort of a watered-down agreement again. And we know that Iran will never abide by it because the, the goal is nuclear weapon. The information that was Gained from the files that Israel stole, and that the I.A.A. now nine months later, ten months later is still investigating. But it, it, that warehouse that Netanyahu mentioned, the facility, uh, they found traces of of uh, nuclear um, residue, nuclear uh, material. So it, it uh, legitimized it, and I think the I.A.A., which has limited access to the um, in the facilities, we haven't yet seen it, uh, are coming to the same conclusion that they cheated and are cheating and will cheat. And the the um, uh, the West has to make a decision that they're going to stand up to it.
1: Uh, I mean, the bottom line from Israel's standpoint is whoever the prime minister is going to be, BB, whoever else. I mean, the uh, unfortunately, it seems like just the inevitability is being postponed. I mean, it, there's really not going to be, I mean, I hate to say it like this, but. There's really not going to be any solid action from the West of any great significance or greater significance from what we're seeing uh, than if Iran actually does, you know, take any serious military action against somebody. And I primarily, obviously, that would be Israel. And I and I assume that the prime minister's office and future prime minister offices would would be as completely prepared for that as possible.
12: Obviously, this is—you uh, saw the warning that uh, Netanyahu issued, saying airplanes can reach anywhere in the Middle East. But right. the, the first target is Saudi Arabia and the UAE, as it has been. They're fighting this the proxy wars with them in Yemen and, and elsewhere. They they're still trying to undermine the different regimes. They am, uh, uh, obviously want to, would love to see uh, Jordan fall because that would put them on the border. With, meaning Iran through Iraq and Jordan would be right there. Um and they're saying they are they wanna be completely surround Israel. They have Hamas in the south, they have Hezbollah in the north, you have the presence in Syria of their of their many militias and stuff. So they're saying they wanna be able to get Israel on all sides and they've certainly tried in the West Bank to organize and to, to have a presence there.
1: No question about that. And um, th- does the action against Great Britain at all change Great Britain's attitude toward Iran? I mean, is there a you know once it hits home, right? And you mentioned the ship. Once it hits home, you'd think their attitude would would you know change. I don't know about drastically, but at least somewhat toward Iran. Has has that happened in the aftermath of this attack?
12: Yeah, I think so. And I think the military. Is is going to be more active and, and aggressive, and they have to protect the ships going through the straits. They fear that that Iran will try to kidnap or take over uh, a ship. Um, but but Britain is so preoccupied with their election and with the uh, Brexit uh, and other issues that I'm sure this is. Uh, a sideshow for them and you know the Prime Minister is stepping down very soon right. so the um, and the and the Europeans all altogether have been weak-kneed and and had they gone along as as their companies did by and large um, and and back the United States in this we might have seen a much quicker result from uh, the Iranians. now the Iranians are holding the Europeans to account not so much the US but holding them to account for to deliver own alternatives and to somehow give them a lifeline out of the economic crisis they're in, nobody can replace the United States and nobody can challenge if, if the people have to make a choice with doing business with Iran or the United States, yeah. it's not a choice.
1: Whose economy collapses completely first, uh, Iran or the PA? <laughs>
12: Well, Iran is a bigger country and um <laughs> a lot of infrastructure, but I think they are in free fall in their economy, as is Turkey facing really serious challenges. But the PA this is all self inflicted. I mean they're just doing it, inviting it, not going to, to, to rain, announcing now the increase in funding or at least the sustaining of the of the funding for tariffs after the Taylor Force Act and its equivalents in many countries and others warning them th- Cutting funding, uh, Israel withholding the amount, the equivalent to the amount they pay the terrorists, which is about seven percent of the uh, monies, the customs duties and stuff that's for the PA, and yet the, they 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 announced that they are are increasing the amounts. There's some debate about whether there's an actual increase or it's just a bookkeeping increase. But the fact that they're funding, and they're not stopping funding, and that they're saying that there's no condition under which they would, uh, despite knowing that this is such a major obstacle to every normal-thinking person, and um, the the guy who, who, I'll call it me, who who planned the kidnapping of uh, the three boys, um, has received 100,000 shekels already from the P.A., and he's um, served five years in prison. His salary doubled by P.A. from 2,000 shekels a month to 4,000 shekels a month.
1: <sighs> Unbelievable. Yes. It is so hard to believe. By the way, back to Britain for a second. What do you think when you hear about more members of the Labor Party uh, leaving the Labor Party because of the atmosphere of anti-Semitism?
12: There was a special on BBC this week, um, British Broadcasting Radio or, or TV, in which they and TV where they – um focused on the Labor Party and did an internal investigation with testimony of people. I saw parts of it. It's it's shocking, um, less so because we've already seen the evidence of, of the anti-Semitism, but they talk about how they try to cover it up, how they didn't want people to talk about it. And the... Um, uh, the deputy head of Labour, Tom Watson, said that anti-Semitism is a sickness in our party and wow. uh, dealt with. You, you see the statements by other leaders that this is powerfully shocking, and um, uh, and the, the the departure of three more members is is evidence of it. And I met with some British officials um, from Labour Party, former members, and they are uh, everybody is very dismayed about it. Nobody's quite sure how it's going to play out. Um, but the fact is that Corbyn still remains the the leader.
1: Unbelievable. Um, It must be uncomfortable when the chief rabbi and other uh, Jewish lay leaders in Great Britain are asked to comment about that because I know they'd like to maintain obviously you know uh, good rapport with every party and and the leadership of the parties but
12: uh, well we should let the labor people speak for themselves and they're they're doing a good job of coming out and um, you know, criticizing, and and the evidence is so overwhelming. I mean, yeah, there was a report, I think, of 1,500 anti-Semitic incidents that most went uninvestigated and not dealt with because it's something, um, obviously, he's pretty comfortable with.
1: It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners' sponsored digital radio around the world and the web, and on the web at com on the Siegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Reminder... Uh, We're in Israel next week, which means that um, we have special programming and live broadcasts from the Holy Land. Uh, So our next weekly update, please, God, is scheduled for the 26th of July, two weeks from today. Keep that in mind. By the way, back to the PA for a second. They may be going bankrupt, but it hasn't prevented them from burning American flags at their summer camps. Did you see that?
12: I did see that. And uh, you know, it, it's again a message people just should take take seriously. And and you know that the uh, you talked about the collapse. There's a, a study that came out during the week that uh, thirty to forty thousand. Uh, Citizens from Gaza uh, have left since uh, mid 2016. Uh, that was when the the opportunity to cross the borders were reopened, and they scattered around the world. and They they are not coming back, and they they don't want to come back. and they, they they've actually made now the Palestinians are the third largest group after Afghans and Syrians uh, taking the smuggling route across the Mediterranean to Europe, according to the International Organization for uh, Migration. And the, um, um, you know, the conditions there are, you know, can worsen, and the people uh, are losing complete faith in, in, as they have in the PA administration, the government. And he's made it very clear that no negotiations, that uh, the right of return, he says, Abbas says, "Is, is to Israel. There's no right of return, even to the Palestinian state, to Ramallah. So this is you. You you see that they have no regard for their own people and their needs by the fact that they stay away from the conference. That they and the people who went, Palestinian businessmen, were threatened on their return. Some didn't even go back. Some uh, stayed away for a while. Um, Now I think it's it's cooled off a little bit, but they they threaten them, and and even the son, you know, the second son of Hamas, has now left. You know, Remember the Green Prince and all the movies, everything, and he's speaking all over the country? Well, his brother has now left, not because he's upset about the treatment with Israel so much, or at all, but he did it because of the corruption. And he revealed that Iranian money is coming in through Turkey, into the West Bank, and um, the operatives they have there, and gave other information. Uh, Suhat Yosef, uh, his brother was... um, was the pre-green prince, and now he's different than uh, his brother Mossad. But uh, it, it's a further sign. They're breaking in, in, within the family.
1: Those who leave uh, Gaza, do any of them become legal American citizens? Eventually. Uh, so not directly to the U.S.? They'll go through a different country? or Well,
12: or... well, well they do no, but we do have an increasing population, and amongst the people crossing the border from the south are people from the Middle East. Really?
1: I didn't even realize that. I didn't realize that. That was all South America and Central America. Oh, so it's a
12: vast majority, but wow. they have, and they infiltrated through Canada, infiltrated through the United States, and you have growing populations, uh, um, some legal, illegals, uh, the huge Somali population in Minnesota. I'm just citing it because it's such a, an unusual thing, but right. um, there's an estimate, I don't know, 50,000, 60,000 there
1: on um, uh, in, in the Israel political scene for a moment anything you could tell us in the aftermath of the Ethiopian protests uh, in Israel anything uh, new as of today or you know, an, any analysis uh, regarding the aftermath of the whole episode
12: well it's still continuing and there are going to be efforts to outreach There are efforts to outreach even the chief rabbis to try and stop the demonstrations they did continue during this week it was uh, prompted because of the killing of the Young Ethiopian Jew by the by a policeman, and they're saying it was unprovoked. But it's there's obviously a lot of frustration in the community, and um, despite the efforts of Israel and the, and the remarkable stories of many who have emerged in key positions in the army and academia, etc., um, there is a lot of frustration in the community, and I think the government will will have to address it. Uh, is addressing it.
1: Uh, this week you were uh, part of the um, uh, Christians United for Israel gathering. Uh, the numbers are astounding. It's in the millions, but not just in the millions like it's been that you've told us in the past. I believe it's now 7 million uh, that are part of the group, and every one of them, I believe you would safely say, are supporters of Israel?
12: Uh, that, that's the condition for joining. And Unbelievable. This, the only reason to join, they're adding 100,000 members a month. They've reached from last year when i spoke there it was 6 million this at this year's conference they announced 7 million members wow. and um and, and, and it's such an amazing event. And by the way, you see a nice delegation of people with the yarmulkes who come and show support and solidarity. And because it's probably the most exciting event of its kind, that takes place during the year. I, I tell me, even if I wasn't invited to speak, I would go just to recharge my batteries. When you see people, the true love of Israel, the the feeling, the excitement in the room, it's it's. Incomparable, I'm telling you. It's they make me a Baptist minister every year, and <laughs> I get up there to speak because they draw it out of you there. And right after me, Pence spoke, the vice president, and later um, uh, Bolton and Pompeo. And that was just and yeah, Jason, like and many others, Dory Gold, uh, the whole day, uh, one after another, really heavy duty uh, panels and, and sessions where. Uh, where they 're able to draw it because people know how significant this is simply remarkable
1: uh, back to Israel for a second there 's a uh, you know another one of these you know the election's two months away, and we 're assuming we are having an election now right absolutely okay the election's two months away uh, so there was a story I read about the possibility of the Haredi parties joining with blue and white now the only The, the, the only reason I was somewhat skeptical is there there has been this i don 't know would you say de facto I don't want to say policy, but the uh, de facto attitude maybe among the Haredi parties in the most recent elections um, to to not form an alliance with anybody but Lee could. Am I right that that's been the impression for the last few elections that would be the only group they would ever form with? And has that changed or is this just an empty threat uh, to try to, uh, uh, you know, gain as much uh, political, uh, uh, you know, jockeying as possible?
12: Well, I think that that may be true in any event, but the, as you know, they were part of labor governments for many years and uh, founding years and with could found, um, I think, a more comfortable home or uh, relationship than uh, with the uh, labor or left of labor. And there is a lot of contentiousness in mean, some of the people in blue and white and the Haredi community, but Lieberman seems to be taking the lead on it. And I think that they uh, would meet a, to, to have open lines of communication with everybody, but B, also it's leverage yeah. to show that they have options and, and that they shouldn't be taken for granted. They could be a powerful bloc, obviously. Um, you know, the the uh, Israeli-Arab parties are, are unifying. Uh, then you have Barak, who doesn't right now pass the threshold, um and it seems Netanyahu is focusing on him, a, whether it's to build him up to take votes from blue and white, but it may well push him over the threshold um, uh, of three point uh, what two seven percent. The most of the parties will more or less be the same. Merits elected a new leader. Obviously, Labour has a new leader, uh, but uh, nobody right now anticipates a major change except the latest polls and studies within the last 48 hours uh, say that uh, Blue and White could form the next government. Unbelievable. I'll tell you. It
1: would be remarkable if it would be another deadlock, huh? That would be cool.
12: I mean, that is <laughs> the, what people would have predicted before. There's no reason to expect a difference. The question is, does something happen about Netanyahu? Do, do the, does it add the fatigue to do? They, do they come up with a new campaign strategy at Blue and White? Do, is, are people going to vote against the Haredim, against the religious parties, uh, because you know Lieberman has made that issue so prominent? Uh, I think, though, when people get into the polls, they go back to their normal patterns, and uh, that's why the predictions are usually wrong.
1: By the way, I may be off by a couple of months in the Sanders case, but I think Barack is older than both Sanders and Biden. I'm he not mistaken.
12: is 77.
1: He's 77. I, if anything, he's a couple of months younger than Sanders. He's certainly older than Biden. So, I mean, I don't think people realize how old he is. I don't think people realize that it's been a long time since he's been, you know, in this whole political ring.
12: Yeah, well, he has, he's still uh, black. Uh, I don't know, naturally or not, but it is. And I saw him <laughs> at an event when I was in Israel recently. So it, it perhaps makes him look younger, and he's certainly vibrant and, and active, as are the other two. Uh, but you know, I don't know. Sometime, I th- sometimes age brings wisdom. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah,
1: I get that, and I know the whole, whole Ronald Reagan line. But I, I tell you, I I watched the I watched the debates or the the two day debate. I don't know. I I think they uh I I think the I think the rest of the crowd make them made them look old. I, I thought I I sort of said to myself that this whole thing is passing them by at this point. But I don't know. Maybe that was just my impression. Well,
12: but Biden is still a front runner. So, uh, yeah, it also surprises know. me. Uh,
1: yeah, I know. It also surprises me. Um, what does it mean when the U.S. Uh, threatens sanctions on Hezbollah, me- meaning that companies that are doing business with Hezbollah? I get it when, you know, with their sanctions
12: in Iran. And- well, the, the, it's sanctions against individuals now, it's sanctions against. Um, Two members of the parliament and against uh, an, another Hezbollah leader, which means that any assets they have can be seized here. Uh, it means that uh, you can't do business with them or businesses that they own. There's a lot of these people; all are, are like in Iran's leadership. All are have uh, vast holdings, and forty percent of the economy in, in Iran is held by uh, the IRGC and the Supreme Leader's uh, house. In uh, in the case of Hama of Hezbollah. Uh, their leaders, they they're putting the sanctions on the individuals, which affects people and their travel, their their ability to do business.
1: Unbelievable. Um, I I I don't know how sensitive a topic this is, but people have asked me to ask you. Uh, do you feel? And I don't. I, and if you want to handle this very diplomatically, that's fine. Uh, do you feel it's necessary for there to be an alternative to the birthright Israel trips?
12: No, I think this is a—it's a propaganda move um, to to um, shift the, the the whole emphasis. The whole point of of birthright was to connect young Jews to Israel. And the non-Jews, and uh, and then now we have organizations that are creating an alternative where they, and of course the New York Times will eat it up and cover it, where they um, show them the um, put the emphasis on the conditions of the Palestinians, and take them to Ramallah, take them to other places. I don't mind that people. I think they should be given the facts and the issues. But this does not appear to be. Uh, you know, a balanced presentation, and you're taking people who know nothing. Let them have first an experience, learn about what's going on in Israel, get a, a basic education. Then you can deal with the more complex issues. But from what I can see, this is a, really an attempt to to... Um, You know, and and it it was caused in part by demonstrations, infiltration by some groups of birthright and then staging walkouts and stuff to go to to West Bank. And uh, and then these groups were stopped as sponsors of trips for birthright. And then um, they created these alternatives and they always find funding for it. But I think that the numbers uh, in terms of birthright are are overwhelming any other uh, effort just regrettable. It's it's just a sign of of the time.
1: Uh, are you getting the impression from Israel that aside from the fatigue factor, that nobody's really going to pay attention to the whole campaign and election until September the first? Is that the impression? you I get? think
12: people are getting more and more tired, and um, yes, that because it's vacation time, people like here will, you know, they they pay attention all the time to politics anyway, but they are, I think, putting. Some of these issues on the back burner obviously iran remains a major concern because of the considerations and there's a lot of concern about a potentially a hamas uh escalation of of uh, violence again and the um um concern about what what this will mean uh, for the people especially in the south but overall and prime minister has made some pretty strong statements about about it um so that's where people, I think, are, are um, more focused. And, you know, they're looking at what Hamas' uh, strategy, because they lost another tunnel, as you know, because of the barrier that is being built in Gaza. Uh, and so it will make tunnels less effective because they're likely to be uncovered. So they have, they're they looking at more aerial bombardment and by sea. They're setting up a sea commando cells uh, that and, and the use of armed drones, Uh, for future uh, warfare against Israel
1: he meaning the Prime Minister mentioned what you said earlier about uh, the capabilities of Israel obviously a threat to Iran he um, made sure this week to speak about the fact that uh, his government will never give away any uh, any settlements any land at this point and he's doing a lot of Facebook live videos, so <laughs> one one has to surmise that we're in the middle of a campaign. Hate to be cynical, but uh, statements made by potential leaders at this time, two months before the election, I guess really need need to be taken with a grain or more of salt.
12: But at the same time, when you're talking about these issues, uh, my hope is, and I believe that the you know they take these issues too seriously to let it become subject simply of political. Uh, the, the political debate and and differences because this is uh whoever gets elected is going to face this problem, and you don't want to undermine your ability to address it um, and you know Iran every day poses a new challenge to them and to the region israel obviously is in a strong position given its its um, abilities, but can't never dismiss what what uh a prolonged war uh the thousands of rockets that are massed in Gaza, let alone in the north, and the um, um, ongoing conflicts, sh- attempts to ship weapons to to Hezbollah uh, continuing from Iran. Uh, but Iran, thank God, is bogged down with more and more of its own problems. Yeah. It, it never stops their terrorist thing, they, they still divert all the resources they can to their regional and and global hegemonic hegemonic, uh, goals, whether it's South America, and as I just said, in in Africa, more and more evidence of their um, Mm -hmm. expanded uh, efforts. Uh, We see the persecution of Christians throughout the Middle East, and yet almost no attention being paid to it. Eleven Christians a day are supposedly killed in various places in the Middle East, and yet there's an, almost no attention uh, uh, paid to, to it, and I think if people listen, read the words of Missy Rock, the one who embraced her Israeli counterpart at last year's Miss Universe contest. While it's not exactly the most uh, reliable source of information, this one is quite remarkable because she testified at the Human Rights Council in Geneva, and and she said that the issue between Arabs and Israelis go beyond policy goes beyond policy disagreements. It's deeply rooted in the belief system in Muslim countries, she said, which are anti-Semitic. And she's told about what happened. She was forced to, to um, she was told to remove the picture of her and Miss Israel and to denounce Israel. And she said, uh, since then, I can't go home because she refused to do it. She said, I'm advocating for peace and called a traitor. Read her description of somebody who was on front line and not a political person to tell you what, what the real tensions are in the and the sources of the of the problems we see the the free fall, whether in Libya we have the interventions of so many in, in Syria, in the whole region, and the um now the aftermath of, of Bahrain the conference there we hope will will yield some uh efforts, some joint efforts, but as long as the PA doesn't cooperate, nothing can really move.
1: Oh no question about that. Uh finally um and I know that you're limited when it comes to the domestic issues, but nonetheless, I'll ask you, um, uh, are you supportive of the disciplinary actions and suspensions uh, that leaders of schools are giving those teachers that, um, uh, that uh, tell their students that the Holocaust did not happen?
12: No, I, I don't support the suspension. I, I think they should be fired. I think that they can 't be allowed to go back into an educational setting. you have a, the 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 um, principal from Boca Raton of a school that had a largely Jewish population, I think it was called Spanish River high school and he uh, when pressed by a parent about Holocaust education said that he couldn 't say that it was a fact and that he didn't he didn 't think he should take sides and just kept doubling down and doubling down on his uh, on his uh, views, which were uh, really abhorrent and shocking that here's an educator in a school ted Deutsch uh, interviewed him last night on a show and and he said his kids went to that school, and there's Holocaust education in that school, but the principal can say that he does not believe it's a fact that he can assert that it's a fact that it took place that, that this genocide was it was a reality. Uh, and at first he was transferred, but I understand now he was or will be fired. It, it is outrageous, and it, it tells you what what kind of forces in America, let alone everywhere else, young people are exposed to. We know it's on campuses. We know that it's it's becoming more and more dire. Uh, I cited a case, I think at Columbia, where they have a course, the invention of the Jew. I mean, they <laughs> deny us, everything, our past, our future, our present, and and undermine in, in every uh, way. So the the fact that in an educational system, rather than recognizing the rise of anti-Semitism and taking extra steps to teach, to learn the lessons of it, you have somebody here who can't even admit that it's a fact.
1: Yeah, 100%. All right. We'll reconvene, please, God, two weeks from today. Have a wonderful Shabbos, and thank you so much.
12: Good job, everyone, and have a very safe trip,
1: Malcolm. Hone, thank you, Malcolm Hollein is executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. Friday, seven forty a.m. right here at JM in the AM. The trip is what starts Monday after JM in the AM. We head to the airport after Monday morning show for four days of incredible programming from Israel. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Remember today at nine o'clock, it's a uh, encore presentation of Table for Two with Naomi Nachman, and then a fresh, incredible. Uh, Erev Shabbos show with Mark Zamek, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. That's going to be happening starting at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Check it out and enjoy. It is remarkable. This time each and every Friday morning, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomri Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin.
13: Good morning, Achim. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Chukas, Chukas, according to the Chino, contains three positive mitzvos, But it is a parasha which is most difficult to understand. That's why perhaps the very name Chukah is a law without a reason. So the first thing I'd like you to do is ask your lawyer, friends, relatives, by chance, how many laws are there? In be it uh, the Constitution, etc., of the United States, for Hulu, of any state that has no reason. And the answer is not going to be too many. And we have to understand that we are approaching very holy topics when we talk about Chukas HaTorah, because we believe that there's not only Seichel Enushi which means the intelligence of man but there is a higher intelligence called Seichel Eloki the intelligence of God it emanates from Hashem and let's understand one thing if we understood all of Torah then after all is said and done man would be worshiping himself. That which he understands, he does. That which he doesn't understand, he doesn't do. The fact that there is that higher realm, Shatnez, Torah Aduma, Kashros <coughs> Korbanos. <coughs> <coughs> These are all areas which are beyond our comprehension. And it shows our allegiance emuna tochon that Torah is divine. So Pashas Chuchas begins with the three mitzvos concerning death impurity that ensues from death and the purification process of sprinkling the ash of the paraduma mixed with water on day three and day seven of the purification process. Today, unfortunately, we don't yet have the efer pura, the sprinkling of the paraduma. I'd like to suggest a possibility for why tuma impurity. In the first place, based upon an orachayim kodosh in parshas Sazria, and that is that impurity which comes from a deceased can be understood in the following way: that just as in life there are levels of holiness and sanctity, similarly. In the absence of life, there is a vacuum and a spiritual void. Because of the positive that the individual had made in this world, when the soul departs, there is that emptiness, which we call Tuma, and therefore commensurate with the level of holiness that the individual achieved in this world is going to be the Tumor. And therefore, the more holiness, the greater the observance of Torah and mitzvos, the greater man's personal interaction with his fellow man, more Tumor, more impurity. Now the Kodosh. HaKadosh, teaches something very fascinating that in the absence of pora Duma today, we can, through the learning of Torah and the learning for the purpose of Lil Mold teaching others and more important to live that which we learn, that this learning of Torah can serve as the purification factor in our lives today. And he says that, watch, our Torah can be understood on many different levels. So in chapter 19, Pasuk 12, the Torah reads, meaning that he, the person who became Tomei, shall purify himself, with it, the ash, on the third day and on the seventh day, and then the person will become tahor, pure. But if he will not purify himself on the third day and on the seventh day, he will not be pure. So he says very sharply, the Shaloh Hakadosh, that aside from the literal translation, our Torah, as we know. <coughs> contains pardes, prep, pshat, remez, drash, sod, and perhaps a remez here would be the following, that day three does not refer only to the third day of the person's count, but like the Ramban writes at the beginning of chapter two of Bereshia's The Ramban says the following sod, what we will call a secret. Says the Ramban, or a treasure of the Torah. The six days of creation are really a representation of six millennium. And he goes through to show that each of the days as presented in chapter one of our Torah is really a portent of what's going to be in that millennium in the future. So on the third day, what do we have? The vegetation which sprout forth, which represents man's ultimately coming into being and making a contribution. In the third millennium, on the third day, we received Torah. And so therefore, he says the Torah which was given on day three and enables us to attain day 7 which is Shabbos, a day of the future a day of olam haba and so our learning of torah today can serve as a substitution for the application of the para aduma a fair Torah and the idea is that Torah as it gives us immortality in the future Torah as well is life and this can be seen by many different references in the Torah in Vayikra Achremos in Perak 18 Pasuk 5 the Torah says Ushmartem and you are to observe my laws Adam that man is to do and he is to live by them Now Rashi and the Targum understand that you're going to live. Through the mitzvot in olam haba, however, the Gra learns in Aderes Eliyahu that Vachaibahem means literally in this world. That even though, and the Torah is teaching us that the very nature of Torah and mitzvot sustains life in this world. The only thing is, the Pesach is therefore saying that a person should not do mitzvos because he wants for but rather a person is to do the mitzvos because as the Pesach concludes, do it because I am the one who commanded you to do it. So the idea behind it very clearly is that Torah is life. The antidote to the death and the tumor of death which sets in. Similarly, he says, the text of every bracha that we recite before we do a mitzvah is asher kitshonu We thank Hashem for sanctifying us with His commandments. And therefore, one might be excited to perform the mitzvot because after all they want to get holiness and spirituality therefore continues the Gra, that the text of the bracha is Vitsivanu and he commanded us do it for no ulterior motives be the ulterior motive physical or even spiritual and the Gra's primary Talmud. His primary student was Rav Chaim V'lazina, and in his Nefesh Achayim, <coughs> in Book 4 Chapter 29 he quotes the Zohar that the 613 mitzvahs correspond to the 613 physical components of the body be it the limbs the sinews etc. and therefore when one fulfills a mitzvah they sanctify and invigorate that organ and that part of the body. And so, he follows his Rebbe that Torah gives chiyos and so, when death sets in and there is a paucity, a shrinkage of positive and of life, this Tuma is counteracted by that of Torah, which is life. And it's very interesting if we pause for a moment to realize that this world as we know it is functioning, if you don't mind, in the Bidyeved mode. Bidyeved means second best or what you might want to call plan B, meaning ideally Man was to be eternal; he was to live forever, and the phenomena of death was not to be in this world. Adam and Chava sinned, and as a result, death did become part of life. Now. We were given a second chance at Sinai. The Gemara Zorah, 22b says that at Sinai, What does that mean? It means the impurities and negative consequences of sin was removed from them at Sinai. And therefore, upon receiving the Torah, as we have in Shirashirim, Shirim, Dalit, Posok Zion, Kulach, Yofa, Rai you are beautiful, my beloved. The And you are blemish-free. Our rabbis understand this to mean, what does it mean, blemish-free? That all those that were sick were healed at Sinai. And the Torah literally vitalized them, and as a result, listen carefully, had they not sinned with the golden calf, man could once again have had that opportunity to live eternally. This is the power of Torah. And in addition, not only does Torah fill the void of spirituality that sets in as a result of death, thereby emulating the Afar Pura, the ash of the Pura Aduma that was to be sprinkled on day three, right? And please God, day seven. But listen to this, we find that the future resurrection, namely the trias HaMason, as found in the Gemara, Ksubos 111b, the Gemara quotes the Pasuk of Yeshaya, chapter 26, Pasuk 19, namely, the virananu shochnei Ufer. Which means, the Navi Yeshayah says, Awake and shout for joy, you who dwell in the dust. And why? Kital oros talecha. Literally, because your due of light is your due. What does that mean? Your Torah is what will resurrect and once again give you life. So much so that the Gemara says that if someone did not connect themselves to Torah in this world, then unfortunately they will not be resurrected in the world to come. So significant is the concept of v'chay that comes through Torah. And therefore, it's no coincidence that in the middle of the laws of Tumas Mays, the Torah tells us in Pesach 14, Zos Adam ki Ohel. This kind of an introduction of Zos haTorah really didn't have to be there, except for the fact that the Gemara in Brachos 63b teaches in the name of Reish Lakish that, wow. Torah is only sustained right, only by a person who is mamis atzmo a person that's to sacrifice for Torah, when you put into Torah sincerely, not casually over a cup of tea then it's going to stay with you and therefore the message of this week is Zos Toras HaTorah Chukas HaTorah what does that mean? that it should have said Zos Chukas HaPara the Para aduma. But the Torah is teaching us that the additional level of understanding is that when and what is going to keep Am Yisrael Tor as a people throughout the millennium is only Sos Chukas HaTorah. How proud we should be and realize how special our Torah is for this world, for the next world, and for giving us meaning every single day. Shabbat Shalom to all.
2: The- stick to singing but through the ups and downs our friendship is renowned we act as we know Take my hand. together we will get through cause I know that you're there for me and I'm always there for you the ups
8: si es Go! Oh.
1: J M in the A M, not bad, huh? Chazen Lemmer, great song. Mimkumcha. David Perlman before that, brand new with Javier Shali, here at uh, J M in the A M. Uh, well, you know the drill. Coming up at nine o'clock, it's an encore presentation of Table for Two, and then the Arab Shabbos show. Mark Zamek, presented by the wonderful people at Kedem. Uh, that'll take you till deep in the afternoon. If you're traveling today, if you're heading anywhere, I don't know, up to the Catskill region, because you're getting ready for. Visiting day or if you're heading uh, eastward to Long Island or wherever you're going, Baltimore. Make sure to have us on all day. NSN will take good care of you with amazing Erev Shabbos elections. Um, from right here at the Malcolm Siegel Network. Candle lighting at 8.07 in New York. Big hello to our friends at Camp missoura Look forward to seeing everybody on Sunday for a visiting day up in Guilford, New York. That should be fun. Always is. Um, Don't forget, once our weekend ends, Saturday Night Seagull with Avrami, JM Sunday with Matis, Sunday morning. Once the weekend ends, we're here Monday morning with JM and the AM, and then uh, after uh, we wrap up JM and the AM, it's straight to Israel. No joke. Literally straight to Israel. Um, To the airport from here. And that's because we're going to be broadcasting from Israel all next week here at JMM and the Nachum Siegel Network, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And I hope you'll be with us. I hope you'll be tuned in and uh, you'll be all set to um, uh, to tune in and enjoy all of it. Uh, Yoni tells me that Instagram is going to be very active. Lots of story updates on Instagram, so make sure to be uh, following us on Instagram, Nachum Siegel Network, and obviously on Facebook. I'm sure we'll toss in a Facebook Live video or two during our stay there. And uh, just follow us and uh, pay careful attention to what's happening. You'll be glad you did. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos. It's JM in the AM with Yaakov Shweki.
4: the album, you beat
2: the word singing ya ta khalom min tehyoum feyoum amtin abl Pachana Layavo atsha'a batshana as Mataille, Mata, Mataille, Mata, Mataille, 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 lit, Mataille, 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 à Mataille, 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 I'm not going to it's a The chute, The Yeah, yeah, hello.
1: Oh, there we go. JM J- J- in the AM with the Sfarnik medley done by uh, Yakov Schwecki at JM in the AM. lighting 807 in New York. Set to say, good Shabbos to everybody. Monday, we are here. Don't forget. Saturday Night Seagull with a Rummy tomorrow. Um, Matis and JM Sunday, 7 a.m. Eastern Time Sunday morning. We're here for JM in the AM Monday morning and then... The big trip, the big journey to Israel begins to wrap up this time of year before our three weeks format. Time to say good Shabbos with Journeys. The sun
2: is going down. It's shining through the trees. Another week's gone by. Become a memory. So throw away your hammer. There's nothing left to do. Go on home and find a gift That's waiting there for you Oh, it's
4: time to say good job Cause all your work is done I'm gonna spend the day together with the Holy One Say a special blessing on a cup That's filled with wine and his creator It's a very special sign
3: Your candles will be burning They'll fill your home with light Singing
2: songs of Shabbos Well in
1: Israel and Achim, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Round the world, the web, and on the Achim Single Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Oh, yes. Time to say good Shabbos is right. Wraps up an amazing and incredible week here at JM and the AchimSingle Network, and I thank you. Don't forget, Naomi Nachman is next with an encore presentation of Table for Two. Then... The Erev Shabbos show with Mark Zamek, presented by the amazing people at Kedem. Erev Shabbos music mix all day long. Harry Rothenberg's video blog, Parshas Chukas, at about 1 p.m. Eastern time. Saturday Night signal with Avrami. JM Sunday is Matis, starting Sunday morning at 7 a.m. And of course, Monday, we're here in studio before the big trip to Israel between 6 and 9 a.m. Make sure to be tuned in. Have fabulous Shabbos, a wonderful weekend. Big hello to everybody up at Camp Messora. Enjoy visiting day if you have it this Sunday, everybody. And until Monday, now, Homesigo reminding you remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.